This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, this is one of those, uh, the apocalypse is upon us days. The world has gone crazy. Uh, it is just coming apart at the seams. We're heading for a government shutdown, which is not a bad thing. Let's be honest. Uh, 80-something percent of the uh, federal government stays open. The bad news is the U.S. military doesn't get paid. The good news is the Ukraine military does get paid. And we have some video to show you today where your money's going that we're sending to Ukraine. I believe yesterday they took a vote and one congressperson voted against funding Ukraine automatically in the appropriation bill. That would be Marjorie Taylor Greene. Everyone else said, yeah, let's just keep the gravy train going. Let's keep buying villas and mansions for corrupt Ukrainian politicians. We'll get to that. But we have to start in Philadelphia, where it is happening again. It is uh, a, a redo of 2020, the BLM riots. They are rioting, looting, uh, fighting with the cops in Philadelphia. Probably still going on right now. Uh, they're probably still uh, picking up iPhones out of the bushes. Um, these are people, obviously hungry, obviously victims of systemic racism, who just want to feed their families. They want to feed their their children, and everybody knows children need uh, Lululemon yoga pants and iPhones and iPads mm-hmm. and uh, Air Jordans. They looted a Foot Locker, an Apple Store, a liquor store, and Lululemon. And I'm just going to tell you. You should be bothered. You should be infuriated by all, well, not all of this, most of this. Do not feel bad for Lululemon. Not that you were going to in the first place. I mean, it's a high-end yoga store for uh, rich, rich women. Um, But uh, Lululemon was uh, looted yesterday, last night in Philadelphia. Um, Same company, three months ago, fired two employees for trying to stop looters or shoplifters that was in the, the company was in Georgia. I mean, the, the store was in Georgia, Petrie Corners, Georgia. Cell phone footage showed um, two men wearing hoodies and face masks rush, rush into the store, grab armloads of merchandise, uh, and rush out. One female employee is seen near the entrance uh, yelling, get out. It's unclear if the footage was taken by the customer or the employee. The employees knowingly broke company policy said a Lululemon spokesman and were fired because they tried to stop the men, the men who were later arrested by the way, but these, these people just uh, doing what you do when you're an employee at a store, you try to stop people from robbing you and they fired the employees. So Lululemon like the voters of uh, Philadelphia, like the voters in New York, like the voters in Chicago, are getting what they voted for. I have mixed emotions when I watch this, just as I have mixed emotions when I see uh, illegal aliens overrunning our cities. You voted for this. You wanted this. You asked for this, and you got it. Uh, it is uh, absolute madness in Philly where they elected Larry Krasner, a Soros DA, perhaps the worst of them all. None of these people, they made, they made 20 arrests last night. None of these people, many of them are uh, juveniles, but they'll do no time. They'll pay no price. They probably don't have to give the merchandise back. Uh, and it will happen again. It's the, it, it was a reaction to a police shooting, which a judge said was justified and dropped all charges against the cop. Uh, and immediately there were protests, peaceful protests. But of course, the sun went down 
and somebody on social media organized uh, this this mob to uh, to to pillage these high end stores, which begs the question: Why can't they arrest the people who go online and say, "Let's loot"? It sounds like a, an organized effort. It sounds like something you could charge them with uh, conspiracy with a RICO, RICO statute. They organized an effort to rob and steal from these stores to smash their windows, to kick in their doors. The cops, by the way, are, are doing their jobs. I was shocked at how uh, aggressive the police were. I thought they might just step back and let them have their way. They are bringing guys down and they are uh, wrestling with them and fighting with them and taking them into custody. They found a couple of guns on the uh, looters. And uh, as I always say, the jobs police, the, the job of a policeman is tougher in many ways. Obviously, they got people watching them and accusing them of, of racism anytime they arrest somebody. Um, but in other ways, it's easier. One of the arrests we believe is a live is a influencer on Instagram known as Meatball. Meatball is a uh, a large uh, African American woman in Philadelphia who live streamed the looting, who live streamed the uh, shoplifting last night was having a blast, by the way, if you haven't seen or heard from Meatball. She was having a great time. She was screaming, free iPhones, free iPhones for everybody. And she's posting that on Instagram. And the latest is she was taken into custody. They do not have, I do not have an answer yet if she's been officially arrested and charged. Uh, This is from the New York Post this morning. They said popular social media influencer known as Meatball live streamed the rabid looting spree that engulfed Philadelphia city center overnight uh, before she was seemingly arrested while cheering on the marauders. Meatball, whose real name is Daja Blackwell, shared video and photos on her Instagram stories, gleefully documenting the mass plunder of several businesses, including an Apple store, Foot Locker, a Lululemon and a liquor store. The content creator with close to 650,000 followers across Instagram and TikTok can be seen laughing, clapping and shouting. Let's go. As she witnessed suspected looters fleeing while she was uh, driven across the city. She continued filming the frenzy on foot uh, quote, tell the police they're either going to lock me up tonight or it's going to get lit. It's going to be a movie, she says on the video. And she just has a grand old time until she gets arrested. You know what? She's going to end up with like a million followers after this because uh, she's getting a lot of publicity. She'll get charged. I don't know what she'll get charged with. Are they going to charge her with looting, with shoplifting, with stealing, with assault, or just having a blast and enjoying the chaos? Do we have anything from uh, Meatball, Ironhead? Look at that. He's showing off the phones. That's a couple of iPhones he grabbed and she's just having a blast. Isn't this wonderful? Destroying neighborhoods, uh, pillaging businesses in your town, businesses that what what is that he's holding up? Those uh, laptops? I can't even tell. It looks like five or six phones he's got. 
five or six phones. Do they know they don't get free service when they get free phones? Do they understand that, you think? I don't think they do, no. <laughs> in, a, in a related story, we got lots of related stories. This is basically the, uh, the de-evolution of American society. We're witnessing the erosion of our way of life. Uh, there's lots of related stories, including this one from yesterday. Target announced Tuesday that it will close nine stores in major cities citing violence, theft, and organized retail crime. Now, Target is like Walmart. It's a place that people go, working class people, lower class people, who goes a lot of times for their essentials. You know, they need, they get food, they get medicine there. Maybe they get a, a, a bathing suit where they can tuck it, you know, or some uh, weird LBGTQ clothing, but it's wiener, also- Wiener binding you know, bathers. Yeah, bind, right. <laughs> That's our binding bathing suits. Um, but uh, Target, I'm sure, is- important to a lot of people, particularly in the city. Maybe they can't drive uh, places. Maybe they walk to Target or take the subway or uh, ride their bike to Target and get their groceries. Well, they won't be able to do it in nine communities. They're closing stores in New York's Harlem neighborhood, two locations in Seattle, free stores in the San Francisco, Oakland area, and three more in Portland, Oregon. Gee, wonder why they picked those locations. What they do those been, spots have in common, Jerry? <laughs> they have been destroyed. Crime is legal in those sports. Crime is encouraged in those places, many of whom have uh, Soros-backed DAs who do not mm. press charges against shoplifters or looters. And I just think of the, you know, think of the old lady, a widow, or just some old couple and they walk to, to Target and they get their whatever, their milk and their bread and they get their underwear. No more. Those, they will be shuttering their doors because of out-of-control crime in these cities. It is a shame, but that is life in Joe Biden's America. I often wonder, like in California, you can shoplift up to $950 and there'll be no charges. Of course, there's no bail. You can't stop them if you work at the store or you'll get fired. Why, why wouldn't you shoplift? I mean, what is the price to pay? The people we see on that video, I don't care if they're 12 years old or 50 years old who are looting the, uh, the, the Apple store and the Lululemon will pay no price and they know it. They know there is no repercussions, so they go for it. And you know what? Let's be honest. It looks like fun. It looks like fun. Go in, help yourself, have some laughs, watch Meatballs video. Have a grand old time and then go home, put this stuff on the internet and sell it. Sell, grab a TV, put it, put it online, you know, grab some hundred dollar yoga pants and sell them. I don't think, I don't think Meatball is going to be wearing those yoga pants. She's going to sell them. She'll tear them in a second. Um, but uh, as uh, we reminded you of what, how Lululemon handles uh, looters and shoplifters, they protect them. They make it easier because these are, liberals these are probably rich white liberals who run lululemon and they and they uh have white guilt and they think these people are oppressed and they say we got, we can't stop them they're just trying to feed their families this was aoc a couple of years ago reacting to the george floyd riots let's uh let's look back at this nitwit talking about the people who were uh, um rioting and looting in her neighborhood in new york go ahead and so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. 
<laughs> that is one of our elected leaders, one of the most powerful Democrats in the country, excusing rampant crime, excusing the people who are forcing Target and uh, uh, Whole Foods and other major retailers to close their doors, forcing CVS and Walgreens to either close their doors or put every friggin' item in the store on lockdown. We wouldn't want to do anything about the criminals. We'll just close our doors and lock up the, 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 the antiperspirant and, and, and hope, hope we'll, we survive another day. It's sick what this country's going through right now. It's, it truly is. And uh, I, I, just don't see any end to it. I mean, you don't, it's like immigration at the border. The only way to end it is uh, uh, vote out Democrats, <laughs> vote out Soros backed DAs. And, but never seems to happen. Uh, Krasner got reelected, uh, I think by a big number in Philadelphia. So these people are getting what they voted for. It's a damn shame. It is a sad state of affairs. They had a, they had a hearing, a, sh- a remote hearing for the House Judiciary Committee in Chicago to talk about violent crime, because as we go over every week, the numbers are out of control. The shootings, the murders in Chicago, they talked to, they had witnesses, people in Chicago, victims. You know how many Democrats showed up? Zero. They, they, they boycotted a hearing in Chicago about violent crime. But you will never see any Democrat go to Chicago because the people being murdered are young black males predominantly. And they don't care about young black males who get murdered. If they're not murdered by a cop or an AR-15, they don't care. Black Lives Matter has done nothing in Chicago. AOC, Ayanna Presley, they'll never go to Chicago or Baltimore or any other city where violent crime is out of control. They just don't give a damn. They can't use dead teenage kids uh, so they don't go there. So they don't care. So they have no problem with it. They just look the other way. Well, we got so much to get to on this insane day in the United States. As I said, uh, you should feel good about your tax, about the taxes you're paying today because the Ukraine military will get paid. The U S military will not get paid. If we have a shutdown uh, in the, uh, uh, <laughs> the latest on jo- on the no evidence against Joe Biden. I wonder, uh, I wonder how much evidence it'll take before the people who say no evidence will admit there's evidence. There's not just evidence. This is a smoking gun. Your, your president is a liar and a crook, and he has been selling this country out for decades. The evidence is overwhelming, thanks to the House, G- House Oversight Committee. Good for them. Um, the, um, uh, the, the, the Biden's dog is out of control and he's not a pit bull. He's a German shepherd and he can't stop biting people. He bit another, uh, secret service agent. That's the 11th time, the 11th time he's bit someone in the last two years. I'm sorry. When a dog is that out of control, a, you get rid of them. You don't keep them around people or B you put him down (laughs) or maybe you send him to obedience school. This guy, Joe Biden's not only a terrible father, a terrible grandfather, a terrible person. He can't even raise a dog (laughs) that isn't biting everybody around him. And he's not really his dog anyway. It's just a prop. He doesn't care about the dog. He just thought it looked cool to throw the ball with his dog once in a while. He thought it was a good photo op. Joe Biden made um, 
made an appearance on the picket line. This is the phoniest thing. Joe Biden went to Michigan on his way to California for a fundraiser uh, out in California for rich liberals, uh, flew over East Palestine, right over East Palestine, Ohio, on his way to Michigan. He met with the uh, United Auto Workers who are uh, on strike. He spent 11 minutes on the picket line, and he made a 87-second speech. He spoke for a minute and a half to the uh, uh, striking auto workers, and he said he's crossed a lot of picket lines. He meant to say walked a lot of picket lines or joined a lot of picket lines. He said he crossed a lot of picket lines, got back in the limo, back on the plane, and headed to California to raise big bucks. He doesn't give a damn about these striking auto workers. If he did, we wouldn't have this Green New Deal, this this electric car push that's going to put these people out of work. That's uh, that's a fact. Um, G, big GOP uh, debate tonight. No Donald Trump. It's in Simi Valley, California. It should be in Eagle Pass, Texas. They should talk about the border, the invasion of this country, the destruction of this country all night. It's two hours long or something like that. They shouldn't, every time the moderators ask about climate change or race or abortion, they should say, it's a good question. I would like to talk about immigration. I'd like to talk about Joe Biden's deliberate effort to destroy this country. We have to stop the invasion. They should talk about it every minute of this debate. It is not only essential, existential. It is not only really, really important. It is a winning issue. The more the country sees this invasion, the more it, uh, it gets imported from uh, Texas to blue states, sanctuary states, sanctuary cities, the more people are going to think about voting out the bum in the White House who is doing this on purpose. It's, it's the biggest scandal of our lifetimes. It's the most impeachable of the many impeachable offenses, although we will get, we will get to the payment Joe Biden is taking. Um directly from China. And we will get to Colin Kaepernick, who is asking a a slave owner to make him a slave again or something like that. It's very strange, very strange, but he is begging for a job. And as, as usual, we support Colin Kaepernick. We would like the jets to sign Colin Kaepernick. I I kind of agree with him this time. Uh, After watching uh, Zach Wilson on Sunday, uh, couldn't do much worse, but he doesn't want Zach Wilson's job. He just wants to be a backup, help the Jets plan, scout other teams. And he is uh, not messing around now. Colin Kaepernick is begging for a job. And we think, I think the Jets should give it to him. We'll get to that and much, much more. But first. Excuse me. Today's show is sponsored by Nutrisense. You hear that? That was the sound of the Nutrisense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, even your sleep. With Nutrisense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and Nutrisense does the rest. Nutrisense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. You should try Nutrisense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices 
are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. You can get all that today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash Callahan and use code word Callahan to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Callahan Show. That's NutriSense.com slash Callahan to save $30 off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Uh, we got to do this. Uh, you know what? I want to do the, I want to do this uh, Ukraine thing first. It's, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but it is such a friggin' scandal that we're just sending money, no strings attached, no auditing, just send money, 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 more money to... Um, Ukraine. There's a uh, video uh, circulating. It is a video of a $7 million villa in Cannes. I think that's how you say it. Cannes, France. Yeah, where the uh, film festival is. Right, right. It is a wedding gift from Ukraine Defense Minister Oleski Reznikov. We'll, We'll play it here if you're watching along with us. This is a wedding gift from a corrupt oligarch in Ukraine, the defense minister to his daughter, a $7 million mansion. And we're getting a little tour of it here. Um, this is, this is your tax dollar at work, America. This is where your money's going. Are you telling me there's anything legitimate, anything on the level about this? Of course not. We have sent them hundred and whatever it is, $20 billion, no accounting, no auditing. We just keep sending, just keep shoveling money because that's what the unit, this is what Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and AOC and Liz Warren and Ed Markey, this is what they support. Funding corrupt scumbags in Ukraine. There he is, two thumbs up, America. Thank you for the $7 million so my daughter can live like a queen in France. There is your money. How does this not infuriate every single American? How is any Republican in Congress supporting this? It's just vile. These are just vile people. And we are just at, we're 33 trillion in debt and we're buying mansions for Ukrainian, for corrupt Ukrainian defense ministers. It's just so friggin' obscene. Look at that. Oh, I can't even look at this. Why, why are we sending them a penny? So tired of Ukraine. Everybody should be fed up with Ukraine, but not the, not our leaders in Washington. They love Ukraine. They love laundering money through Ukraine. I like speaking of laundering money. Let's get to the big story, which by the way, is, is hardly even, I mean, Fox news is covering. I think they broke it initially. I didn't see it on any other uh, Newsmax had it, of course, but I didn't see it. CNN, MSNBC, the, the networks, nothing. Don't even mention it. Just try to imagine, if you would, if this were Donald Trump, if this were Donald Trump and uh, Donald Jr. made a deal with China or Russia and they sent $250,000 to Mar-a-Lago or Trump Tower addressed to Donald Trump. You think it might be a big deal? This is from uh, the Post. They write, First son, Hunter Biden, received two wire transfers from Chinese nationals worth a total of $260,000 months after Dad Joe began his 2020 presidential campaign. 
and with the elder's Delaware home listed as the beneficiary address, said uh, a key um, House Republican said Tuesday. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer revealed financial records that his panel subpoenaed turned up transfers in July and August of 2019. The revelation is another blow to President Biden's insistence that he had no knowledge or discussion of his, survive, his only surviving son's foreign business dealing. Quote, bank records don't lie, but President Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told Americans that his family never received money from China. We've already proven that to be a lie. And now we know those two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's home as the beneficiary address while he was running for president. I'm sorry. <laughs> how do you not even cover this? How, do you, how is this not the biggest story in the world today? That the president was taking money from China. On uh, He announced his candidacy, I believe, in April. On July 26th, a uh, Chinese guy named Wang Jin sent 10000 to Delaware. On August 2nd, 250000 wired to Joe Biden from Jonathan Lee, the Chinese Communist Party-connected Chinese businessman, $260,000 sent from China to Wilmington, Delaware, to the home of the now sitting president. Yeah. No connection, no evidence. No big deal. Harder and harder. This is just the beginning. James Comer is a bulldog and a great American who's performing a service here. Don't forget, Joe Biden said over and over he never made money in China. No one in his family made money from China. He never talked business with his son who flew on Air Force Two to Beijing with him to make these deals. Over a billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, this is, is going to get worse. And soon enough, Joe Biden will, I don't know what the excuse will be. It'll be some physical ailment and they'll say he's decided not to run for reelection. And uh, then it'll be Gavin Newsom time. Gavin Newsom time. Gavin Newsom, by the way, he's going to be at the Republican debate tonight to provide, you know, the uh, dissenting voice in the back room or in the, in the interview rooms when it's over. Gavin Newsom will be representing the Democrat what's, party in Simi Valley tonight. What's his play? Cause he's debating, um, DeSantis, but he's come out and said he's not running. So I don't get what his. Yeah, well, he, he's gonna. He's saying he's not running, but and he's saying nice things about Joe Biden. But all that, all that has to happen is Joe Biden to have a reason is to give Joe Biden a reason to step aside. Obviously, the biggest reason is that he's corrupt and he's taking bribes and he's lying. But he's old. He's frail. He's feeble. They'll just say whatever, a heart condition, another, uh, another aneurysm in the brain, or maybe breaks a hip or something, or maybe just, you know, time to let a younger man lead the party and he will step aside. And then Gavin Newsom's free to run. I think it'll be uh, pretty obvious. I mean, you look at the guy, he can't run. It's not possible. Everyone quite, oh, do you think he'll run for re-election? He can't. Not that he won't, it's that he can't. I mean, again, he went to the, he went to show solidarity with the United Auto Workers, and he spoke for 87 seconds. And by the way, he had a bullhorn. There were about 12 people there, and he needed a bullhorn. There was uh, 25 uh, SUVs in his uh, convoy, 
there because he's, you know, concerned about global warming. This is the United States Commander, for God's sake. Got back in the, uh, got back in Air Force One and headed to California to be among his people, elite, rich, white liberals in California, where he raised probably millions for his reelection campaign, which will never ever, which will not happen. He's absolutely not capable. Not that he doesn't want to run. Not that some people don't want. He isn't capable of running. He can't do a debate. He can't do a campaign and speeches and stumping. I mean, they can hide him and pretend COVID is back. There'll be a new strain uh, probably, but he's just not physically capable. And Newsom is the guy, as you'll see tonight, when he's at the, when he's out in California and he'll be talking about the, you know, all the stuff and global warming and climate change and abortion. And I'll be running down the talking points and the media will be all over him, and it'll appear like he's the candidate. And then when he debates DeSantis, he's going to get elevated to a whole new level. That will be pretty wild. I'm looking forward to that. That'll, uh, that'll uh, annoy a lot of people, a lot of Trumpkins because uh, DeSantis if he comes, if he does a good job against Newsom, I think his star rises a little, even though he's not going to win. Trump's going to win. But, uh, you know, anything can happen when you're 77, 78, 80, 81. It's good to have a backup plan. It is. All right. Uh, we'll get, we got, we got so much more to get to. Um, I wonder if, why doesn't everyone want to cover that, that video, that story of the, Ukrainian defense minister buying a $7 million. Why don't we, why doesn't the media want to know where, where our money is going? Why we're just sending trillions, uh, billions of dollars to Ukraine. It's insane. It's sick. It's twisted. I really, it's just driving me a little crazy. It really is. But I, I want to get to this story. It is, this is wild. And uh, you've been lied to. We've been lied to over and over again. Um, in so many ways, not just Ukraine, not just Biden and stealing since 2020, since the George Floyd, George Floyd riots, since COVID uh, we've heard about systemic racism, you know, the people rioting in Philadelphia, the young black guys, young black women, young, you know, meatball have been told, you know, the system's rigged against you. You know, you're oppressed. The, the justice system is racist, systemically racist. That's what they hear from Democrats. That's what they hear from the media over and over again, probably from their teachers, maybe from their parents. They're told it. They believe it. It is a lie. The system is systemically racism, racist, but it's not racist against them. It's racist against white people and Asians. Uh, the real privilege is when you get when you have an advantage, when you're looking for a job and you have an advantage because of the color of your skin, that would be racist. And it's racist against white people. This story, and it won't get much play, I'm sure of it, is just wild. This is from Bloomberg. Only 6% of new S&P 100 jobs went to white applicants in the year after George Floyd's death, according to an analysis by Bloomberg a testament to the pervasiveness of legally tenuous diversity programs throughout corporate America. All right. I understand they wanted diversity. They're going to give some, uh, put, give some weight to, to race or, or sex or whatever LBGTQ and they want a diverse workforce workforce. This is 
This is illegal. I mean, they're literally hiring people because of the color of their skin. The analysis based on data reported to the Equal Opportunity Commission shows S&P 100 companies added 323,094 new jobs between 2020 and 2021. Of that total, 302,570 of them, 94% went to, quote, people of color defined as blacks, Asians, Hispanics, the analysis found together, those groups make up just 40% of the U.S. population. So 60% of the U.S. population got 6% of the jobs in S&P 100 companies. That's just 100 companies. That's happening all over the place. That's happening in, in you know, medical schools, airline pilots. We know the, uh, the new joint chiefs, the head of the joint chiefs, Charlie Brown, said his goal was to bring the number of white pilots down to 40%. It's up at like 90%. His goal is to have fewer white pilots in the Air Force. This is everywhere. It's insidious. It's sick. Again, this is discrimination. This is racism. And apparently it's it's the good kind of racism. And it's uh, going to continue. And here's what I'd like People are dudes. Just stop lying. You know what you should tell the uh, the kids in Philadelphia who are 15, 16-year-old kids who are looting Foot Locker? You should tell them you, you have all kinds of opportunity. This is a great country. You can get a get into a good school. You can get a real job. You can get hired by an S&P 100 company. There's the, the, the world is... Is, is full of opportunities. Stop lying to them, telling them the system's rigged against you and you have no hope. It's like the greatest currency that the Democrat Party, uh, particularly in, in blue cities, that they, have, that they offer is despair and hopelessness. That's what they tell them. You, AOC tells them, you know, you're hungry. You don't have food. You got to go rob to get bread for your family. No, you can stay in school. You can... You can work hard, and then when you get out, if if you want to work at an S&P 100 company, it's all there for you. I mean, that should be the lesson in school every day to these children, uh, what, or these adults. They're in college. That's your, what they, every one of these kids in Philadelphia was probably told, you know, you might as well steal. You know, you might as well go to prison. You got no shot in life, and it's a lie. We have to stop lying to them. It did, Black Lives Matter, we, as we know, is a violent Marxist organization that is uh, hell-bent on defunding the police and destroying the nuclear family. We know all that. They're also completely dishonest. They are one big scam. They lie to these people. They say, these kids, they tell them they have no chance in life, that the system is rigged, the justice system, the, 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 the uh, law enforcement, they're all against them. They're not. They don't have to live like this. They can work for an S&P 100 company and have a great life. They don't have to go to prison. I mean, it would be nice if they had a father at home. That'd probably make a big difference. But uh, if they can just keep it together, get through school, they can get into a good school. There's scholarships. There's all kinds of opportunity. And then they can get a really good job. I mean, you can't tell that to a white kid because he's screwed. But the black kids have all kinds of opportunities and we have to just shut up, stop lying to them. Maybe uh, 
Maybe then we'll, maybe, maybe that's one of the solutions to the crime epidemic. Stop lying to young black kids. All right. Before we get to Kaepernick, uh, we got to do the, uh, the debate tonight. Fortunately, Asa Hutchins is out. It's too bad. Trump's not there. It really is because, uh, uh, that would be worth watching. I think it'll be good because these guys have to make a splash. They have to stand out. Vivek is going to be full of energy. He's going to be screaming. I think DeSantis is going to have a couple of good lines. Chris Christie is going to have a couple of good lines. He's the one who's going to be calling you know Trump a coward, and he's just going to be ripping Trump. There'll be some attacks on Trump, probably more attacks on Biden as well. There should be. And as I said, I don't know if the moderator is. It is a Fox business um debate with Dana Perino and Stuart Varney hosting and then a woman from Univision. I don't know if there'll be, you know, it won't be as bad as like when NBC hosts or, or Chris Wallace was there. They won't insist on, they, they will not protect Biden and they will not insist on, you know, changing the subject and talking about climate change anytime they start talking about the Biden scandals. So I think it will be okay, but they, they have to, let them fight. First of all, it's a debate. It's not an interview. Let them debate. Let them fight. If Christie starts going at Vivek, let it go. Nothing drives me crazier when the, the, uh, the moderators try to stop them from debating. Debating is fighting. Debating is arguing. They have to argue. They have to fight. That's what we want to see. So just sit back, Dana Perino and Stuart Varney and Univision lady. Sit back and let them fight. I'm begging you. And don't ask any climate change questions. We're tired of this. We're climate changed out. You can talk about crime. You can talk about the economy. Hell, you can talk about the the scandal that is this Ukraine war. And you can certainly talk about the border. That's enough. You don't need climate change. You don't need to talk about uh, space aliens like they did in the last debate. They asked Chris Christie about uh, aliens from outer space. You talk about illegal aliens coming over the southern border. You don't talk about space aliens. I'm, I'm going to lose it if they ask another question about life on other planets. I don't want to hear about that. They have limited time. You talk about the border. Talk about the destruction. Joe Biden is is has wrought here. What he's done to this country and how much more does how much more damage he's going to do in the next. 14 months. It is frightening to me. The thought that they're just going to keep coming. There was another 11,000 yesterday, twice this week, more than 11,000 people across the border an all time high. And there's just no end to it. There's trains are coming. Caravans are coming. They're just going to keep coming and they're busting them all over the country. That's good. That's the greatest political stunt of all time. Sending illegal aliens to New York city and overwhelming New York city. But Biden doesn't care. The Biden administration or the people pulling the strings, they're doing it too. They're moving more people around the country than Greg Abbott is. They're putting more people on buses and planes than Abbott. And you think they're going to stop it? You think they're going to do anything about it? They don't care. And I think it's going to help Republicans. It's go, It's a good thing for 2024. Not a good thing for 2032 or 36 or 2050. Um, these are future Democrat voters, but they don't get to vote yet. So I think it's a vital issue in 2024. And I hope Republicans, if they, I hope they turn everything, flip everything on its head and talk about uh, 
make it all about immigration and the Venezuelan refugees sticking their flag on our ground. Just offensive and insane. And there has to be uh, an end to that. And look at that video, that end wokeness video you sent me. It's incredible. Just massive crowds of people. And as end wokeness, a great Twitter uh, account, says they're not immigrants, they're invaders. And the people in charge who allow this are not leaders, they're traitors. That's, that'd be a great line if you're Ron DeSantis. They're not immigrants, they're invaders. They're military-age men from all over the world who are strolling across oh. our board on the invite, on the encouragement of our president. How do you get a bigger scandal than that? But I guess you get a lot to choose from when you got Joe Biden, a lot to choose from. All right, let's get to Cap. Cap, there it is. We're watching the video of just boats and trains and caravans. And somehow... A lot of uh, women and children in that boat. You you don't see any old people. You don't see any women. You don't see any kids. It's happening in Western Europe. We have, like, signed our own death warrant in the United States and Western Europe and Canada. Just let them in in the name of, I don't know, equity and inclusion, and then deal with the consequences, the crime. It's just madness. And this is the issue of our time. I ask this all the time. Is this what you voted for as a Democrat? Is this what 81 people want? 81 million people wanted? People in New York and Philadelphia, is this what you wanted? If it's not, then stop voting for these people. How simple can you get? That's the message if you're a Republican. If you're running for president, senator, local election. Is this what you wanted? If not, stop voting for the Democrat. How simple could it be? They, this is their plan. This is their their plan to destroy the country as we knew it. But, all right, let me get to Shay. Then we will get the cap who's begging for a job from the NFL. Oh, by the way. This this friggin' uh, Kel- Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing is out of control. I mean, it's all they're talking about on all these sports shows and ESPN and all these. You know, um, is it really that big a deal? I mean, I know it's it's kind of notable. It's kind of funny. These those two kids are going to be like they're going to last like two weeks. Does anyone think Travis Kelsey and Tra- Taylor Swift are in it for the long haul? Especially when he's going through like CTE and starts punching <laughs> holes in his walls. <laughs> Uh, he's not, I mean, he's a great player, great receiver, pass catcher, and he's got, I guess he's got a good personality. He's kind of got, you know, a big smile. He's full of energy, but I don't think he's uh, going to be a very uh, stimulating uh, conversation partner for uh, Taylor. And there, I mean, you can't have two people who are that big of stars. There's just no, it doesn't work. It didn't work for Tom Brady and Giselle. It doesn't work for anybody. That, that's why Hollywood marriages never work. They're so self-absorbed. They're just, their whole wor- the whole world revolves around them. You can't have two people like that. And I think that's what we have here. But I don't think it's real. I don't think they're, you know, talking about, com- you know, long-term commitments because it just would not work. But uh, uh, speaking of not working, we'll get to Kaepernick. Uh, but first... Uh, excuse me. 
As you know, Shade Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. Uh, I'm with you, Cap. Colin Kaepernick is begging the New York Jets for a job. Now, initially, I thought, uh, I'd say, oh, I don't know, a week ago, I thought this was absurd. This was ridiculous that. Kaepernick hasn't played for uh, six years. He went, uh, what are the numbers again? Three and 16 his last two years. Not a good quarterback. Uh, he lost it. Plus he's uh, distracted. He's not totally fully committed to the job. We know that. NFL teams don't want a quarterback who's, who's this big a distraction. And he would be, particularly in New York. But then we got to see Zach Wilson's latest performance, and Zach Wilson sucks. He's hopeless. I don't think he has what it takes to succeed as an NFL quarterback. Got a good arm, great arm. He can move. He looks good in a uniform, but he doesn't have, between the years, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't know how to read defenses. He doesn't know how to get rid of the ball. He doesn't know how to make quick decisions. He can't do it. Jets are built to go to the playoffs, built to compete for Super Bowl, but they lost Aaron Rodgers on the third play of the season. And since then, it has been a disaster. They're fighting on the sidelines. Hell, they're fighting from the luxury boxes. Joe Namath is ripping the team, and the media's got the knives out. It's ugly early in New York. Um, So they need someone, and they went and signed Trevor Simeon, which uh, immediately Jamel Hill said, Trevor Simeon, oh, yeah, he hasn't played since whatever. He's, uh, He's not as good as my guy, Colin Kaepernick. But the interesting thing is Colin Kaepernick, who said the NFL is, you know, like slavery. And the owners are like slave owners and the players are like slaves. He wrote a letter and it's incredibly detailed. He says, uh, he lists two benefits. I hope this, here's what he writes. I hope this letter finds you in great spirits, despite the less than ideal start to the season. I'm wishing you, your staff and the players, a great game this weekend as you look to bounce back. Now, obviously he didn't write this, but just the fact that he signed it is incredible. Talk about humbling yourself. He says, I'm writing in response to the unfortunate loss of Aaron Rodgers. I know the aspirations this season. I know the aspirations this season were and still are to win a championship. And so that hall of fame size whole will need to be filled as best as possible to keep the team on a Super Bowl track. As of right now, Zach Wilson is charged with that task, and I wish him well and the rest of the team moving forward. However, I know there are currently depth issues at quarterback, and I've heard that the backup spot is likely to be filled by a veteran. As much as I would love the opportunity to fill the spot, I'm willing, I'm writing 
you in hopes that you can imagine a much different approach involving me. I'd be honored and extremely grateful for the opportunity to come in and lead the practice squad. Wow. Talk about the mighty falling. I would do this with the sole mission of getting your defense ready each week. If I were able to fill this role, I believe this allows multiple things and give you a defense, the advantage of getting a truer read on the more mobile athletic, versatile quarterbacks that will face in weeks four, five, and six, even list the quarterbacks, Mahomes, Wilson hurts. I would consider it a privilege to be able to do this. And I would take on this responsibility with the dedication and passion as if it were the QB one position. Number two, this would also give you guys as an organization, uh, allow you guys to take a real look at where I'm at football was in game like situations while also putting, uh, not putting any competitive pressure on Zach. I understand the importance of keeping him confident and focused. <laughs> I think that's uh, that horse has left a barn there cap. I would only look to boost that confidence in any interactions that we may have if I was given this role within the team. He goes on and on. Obviously, again, he didn't write it, but somebody here is really laying out the case. And you know what? They do a pretty good job. It's pretty well written under the circumstances. It's a good game plan. Yeah. In the perfect world, Zach Wilson finds his stride and shows that he's able to lead this championship caliber team that you put together to the Super Bowl. I believe a confident Zach Wilson has the tools to do this. Okay, now he's lying. However, in the event that this is not the case, I'd love to offer you a risk-free contingency plan. Sounds like he's selling you something like a like a reverse mortgage or something. Uh, man, he is laying it on thick and begging for a job, and I'm all for it. Why not? Uh, what's uh, you got? Uh, get get uh, Jamel Hill's tweet uh, after. Uh, oh, oh no! Here, here we got. Oh, good. This is even better. This is even better. This is Cap. This is uh, the NF. This Cap talking about the NFL a couple of years ago, the NFL, which he wants to join desperately. He wants to get back in desperately. Here's what he said about the NFL. Do, what year was this? Do you know? I think this was two years ago. This was on his uh, Netflix, like um, That's right. biopic thing. His Netflix, his Netflix, one of his many Netflix deals uh, when he was out playing the martyr, I guess he knows he doesn't have many more opportunities left. And, uh, and he knows the New York one. He lives in New York, I believe. And uh, he probably knows, you know, as a backup, he's not going to be thrown in the fire. But, man, somebody's got to get thrown in the fire because the Jets can't go with Zach Wilson. they got to go with Boyle this week. And if he gets hurt or stinks, then it's Trevor Simeon's turn. Then maybe maybe it'll be Cap's turn after that. But let's watch him discuss the NFL a couple of years ago. Potential players are paraded out in front of scouts, coaches, and owners who measure their physical talent and on-field abilities. Coaches will tell you they're looking for warriors, killers, beasts. They say they want you to be an animal out there. And you want to give them that. But let me tell you something. What they don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic. I think that's pretty obvious. Before they put you on the field, teams poke, pry, and examine you. 
searching for any defect that might affect your performance. No boundary respected. No dignity left intact. This is where it goes off the rails. <laughs> it looks like a uh, slave auction. Uh, oh, Lord, yeah. no, no, it is. <laughs> Look at that shape there. Look at this. This is what he's dying to get back into. This is an actual slave auction portrayed here with chains and following there's the NFL looking at the players at the combine, measuring them. Oh, and there's the slave owner. And there's the slave owner who's going to morph into an NFL owner. Oh, he's going to shake hands with an NFL scout. As a kid, you're not thinking that you're being groomed for a system. You just love playing football. Yeah, he's love playing football. Um, <laughs> he wants to be a slave again, and uh, I don't think they're going to give him the opportunity. And that's part of the reason, by the way. They just, I mean, it's just so much... It comes with bringing Kaepernick in. When you bring Trevor Simeon in for a look, nobody bats an eye. No one thinks twice. Gets a look, see how he is. Maybe he's a practice squad guy. I don't know. Maybe he's your backup. No big deal. Just another guy. Take a look. When Kaepernick comes in, all that all that comes with him is the last thing you want. That's what NFL coaches hate more than anyone is they hate the the baggage. They hate the distraction, particularly from a quarterback especially a backup quarterback. They're supposed to just keep quiet and wait their turn and be there in case of emergency. And uh, they're close to an emergency in New York with Zach Wilson. But uh, yes, I was right. The last two years, Kaepernick hasn't played since 2016. That would be seven years. He went one in 10 in his last season with uh, the Niners, two and six the year before that. He was three and 16 his last two seasons and lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Uh, and now he's apparently going to lose this opportunity to Trevor Simeon. And immediately, uh, let me get Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill was immediately tweeting and saying, oh, yeah, sure. Trevor, Sim- uh, Trevor Simeon, he's no guy. He's, he's no cap. Jamel Hill, what would she do without Kaepernick? <laughs> She'd go back to uh, that Instagram version, whatever that thing was called. I don't even know what she does. I guess she, she right, I mean, she doesn't have to worry because she's, Anytime she wants. Uh, oh, she's writing about, oh, she writes, if only Kaepernick had assaulted or abused a woman, because it sure is interesting how they don't care about backlash then and how it might negatively affect their business. Uh, need I remind you that Kaepernick's Nike merchandise sold out, and during the protest, he had the second highest jersey sales in the NFL. Is that supposed to matter? That... You, that uh, is Nike merchandise sold out? Oh, she's she's tweeting constantly about this. The Jets instead, Kaepernick writes a letter and she said the Jets instead chose to sign Trevor Simeon, who checks notes, is 31 years old and hasn't won a game since 2017. But sure, Colin isn't playing because it's a football decision. So Trevor Simeon, who's 31, Kaepernick's almost 36, I believe. He's 30. Uh, five right now. I believe he turns 36 in November and hasn't played since 2016. 
and hasn't had a winning record since 2013. And she thinks that that's a case for Kaepernick against Trevor Simeon. What's her, what's her, her Twitter handle? I think she might've blocked me. <laughs> oh, she blocked a lot. It's Jamel Hill, J E M E L E Hill. Uh, hasn't blocked me for some reason. I, She's got 1.4 million followers, contributing writer to The Atlantic. Terrible writer, by the way. Spotify podcast hosts. My memoir is on sale. She's got a memoir out. God, imagine writing, reading a memoir from Jamel Hill. No. Uh, All right. That will do it for today. Go, Go sign them, Jets. We're praying. We're hoping. Sign them up. That would be fun. But, uh, and they got the, uh, they're in the big game this week. They got the Cowboys, right? No, the Patriots have the Cowboys. The Jets have the uh, Chiefs, I think. The Chiefs. They got, they got uh, Team T Swift this week. They get smoked. The featured game. I believe that's the Tony Romo game, and it's going to get ugly. The Chiefs run it up on them. It is going to get nasty in New York. They'll be bringing every old quarterback out of the woodwork to dump (laughs) on the coach and the quarterback. Every oh, and they're going to be fighting on the sidelines. That, that you know what? That's even if it's a blowout, that game's going to be worth watching. And the Patriots have an angry Cowboys team, so it's another good weekend of NFL football. And the games, the Ryder Cup will be over before the games begin, which is pretty cool. The Ryder Cup's going to begin at like one in the morning. I'm not sure who's going to be watching it at one in the morning. But when you wake up Saturday and Sunday, the Ryder Cup will be waiting for you. But uh, we'll get into that maybe tomorrow and uh, certainly next week. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Iron Ed. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. But I'm going to go to bed. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.